0: Hey, welcome to the Know I Did, regional no Sports. I'm Gianna, here with me and Theo. How you guys doing this week? Doing
1: good. Yeah, pretty good.
0: Yeah, so this week it looks like we had a, a real busy week in sports. good to be back, y'all. Good back talking to
2: y'all.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, you know, just just to, just to start off with something, I mean, we had some people pass away in the last couple of weeks. You know, Marvin Hagler and Elton Bell. In particular or something i mean two people that i wish they were big big in our community elgin bella did a lot for basketball Marvin Aguilar, obviously was great for great for boxing and we must have we, 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 part of his career i think um after that after the the, the, the ray letter fight it kind of took a different turn i think he went to italy for some years you know became like a um, a big-time actor in Italy and stuff and ended up passing away in his home in, um, I believe, New Hampshire or something like
2: that.
1: Yeah, rest in peace. Um, like you said, I, I remember watching uh, on, on tape, you know, on VHS, VCR <laughs> tape, I remember watching uh, the Hagler and Leonard fights. Um, definitely a legend. Um, rest in peace to him and his family. know, yeah, condolences
3: to him in this morning. yeah mama had the guy that was a part of my upbringing uh all the time great we followed all the weight class <laughs> uh for the you know, really funny you know stop the ham show you know Duran, john mugabe so we put the best of the best in the front you know and it's uh, so unfortunate that he you at know, the age. It's kind of shocking still right now about it. When five years old stops.
0: a piece to him and family. And I think if I will is is debatable, but I, I I would say that he was probably part of the best one of the best rounds, if not the best round of boxing ever. Him and Hearns, <laughs> that could go down as possibly the best round of boxing ever.
3: Best, first, uh, I the worst, first, best person I've ever epic, epic rappers, I mean, I remember my dad taking me to the team game for the role the, the circuit seat yeah. outside, know, the whole uh, theater was, was in the uproar, I dad the guy that man, wow. <laughs> we never, started, we never, I never I never heard it against anybody.
0: No, I never seen that. In the first round. So uh I was
3: to fight and uh, you know what's good about that fight when I was I as got older, man. I older, man. I had to hurt became very cool, not too tired, so I was to it was as well. Yeah.
1: One of the things that's crazy is I know when it was first um first announced, Theo, I, I think you had found on Instagram that it may have been tied to the vaccine. Um, so that was a bit concerning.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I watched my brother with his eyes and his was that he was in a hospital and I was in a shop. And okay. he, he kind of tried to walk and make a new job. He moved on, but then the wife came back out so she didn't even say why he died or how he died. That wasn't called so, uh, yeah, came behind us how the nation sort
2: of
3: son. He didn't mean no harm, you know what I'm saying, no power play. no power button behind us. that was about that so. Uh-huh. Right
0: now right now, we still don't know you know what the cause? is. You know, yeah. <laughs> so while we're talking about boxing there's some, there a couple of notable things going on it looks like the, um, the Joshua Fury deal is done um, I mean for me I look at that fight as a styles make fights type of thing I think a lot of times people tend to um, sleep on Fury <laughs> when they probably shouldn't so I mean I don't know I mean to me it's kind of toss up I would not be surprised to see Fury win this fight
1: yeah, me. The um, is one of those guys for me that is is it's almost hard to root for him in the sense that um, the guy is a good fighter, a good boxer, but for me it's it's hard to root for him just based on just the way he looks in terms of his conditioning, and it, it comes almost it almost comes across as the guy doesn't take it serious, but obviously he does. He just has a different body type um, than some of these other guys, but. It, you know, that's one of those things. His, like you say, his style isn't the most flashy, um, but it's, it's definitely effective. Um, he, he proved that in the in the last couple of fights. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win. Joshua, I kind of question his chin a little bit, um, so I could easily see him getting hit um, and, and going down. But at the same time, Joshua, I guess for me, represents the opposite of what I'm saying about Fury and that he, he looks the part, you know? The guy has muscles on top of muscles, and so he, he looks the part of a champion, but it's gonna be an interesting fight. I could easily see it going either way, but I learned my lesson um, with betting against Fury, that's for sure, So If I had to guess now, I, I would probably go with Fury. Yeah, I'm glad that fight's happened
3: in you know, as a, as a boxing fan myself, um, when I first noticed Furby, I kind of didn't really fit to his uh, boxing skill. He was so big and tall, so he kind of like, you should, you should beat up Theo, and Kareem, and Kenyatta. Look like how big you are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but then as the fight goes on, you start to you know, have more weight about his boxing skill. Furby really has boxing skills. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's got footwork. He's, he's had he not a, no. in the ring, so he's he, he got power. So I noticed that my controls, as you went on. Um, this fight here, I think uh, Joshua has a good chance to beat him. Because, uh, you know, Joshua has better skills than all the systems. You know, yeah. All. yeah. Yeah. got no footwear. Well, Joshua has actual skills, footwear, part of his first fight in And me, I just, as well, you know, as few fights, Joshua reads, he's not got his ring, I mean, in his corner footwork and you know, his last fight, you know, with his feet, so, uh, so, he don't need that fight <laughs> for me. Like I said, I can see it going either way.
0: i great fight yeah.
3: for him as well, this fight.
0: So I'm also hearing Delo Hoya may get back in the ring or in, or in July. He's he's looking to get back in the ring. I mean, I I could say I'm I, I don't necessarily want to see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so I mean it might be a spectacle. I mean he'll get out there. I doubt they'll he'll put himself in any types of harm's way or fight any you know fight anybody even the older guy that could particularly possibly hurt him. I mean I got a funny one for you as. I, 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 Though Darrell Coley seems to be taunting him on Instagram, trying to get get, get a get a fight. And so that'll be interesting. I mean, what do you guys think about De La Hoya getting back to the lane?
1: Now, I think if I'm not mistaken, this is this will be De La Hoya's first fight and in, in I think 13 years or something like that. Right. Um, the first thing that came to mind is um, was money, but then I'm like, man, De La Hoya. <laughs> loaded you know this guy made a lot of money inside and outside of the ring so it can't be a money thing so i i'm questioning what's making him do it i know it's through uh trilla i believe right the production so that's an interesting thing man maybe he worked out some some type of um, deal with them but i'm not really excited for it um it, sh- it should be interesting to watch if it's free through triller but Overall, I, I'm I'm not really looking forward to it per se, but I'll probably watch it.
3: Yeah, I have no interest, I have no interest in that fight whatsoever. <laughs> uh,
1: right now, he, he
3: didn't even announce uh, uh, an opponent for that fight. No, <laughs> maybe third. It right, this tell you how he's trying to make this fight be competitive. Sure. Yeah, but, uh, the champ, called him, man, he made two different videos. So he's definitely serious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we we need to create a campaign for uh uh, uh you, man and have him get a second chance
0: of uh, being out Yeah, I I'd like to see that. That that I'd like to see. See him get yeah, another shot out of him. That goes
3: down with it, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So you well, speaking of Kareem brought up Triller. We got another fight on the horizon, but um, Mike Tyson refuses to fight. But I think it was true. He said he would never fight for those guys again. So uh, supposedly we got Mike Tyson and Holyfield fight coming up. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, the last time I seen Mike, Mike's hands was moving pretty fast. I haven't seen Evander, so I don't know what that'll look like. But as long as we don't get the other air bit, I'm fine with it. So that deal, that fight is official? I, I, I think it is I think they might get the, But I know Mike Didn't want to fight I think it was Trilla Mike didn't want to do it On Trilla For some reason But I, I think like The day afterwards They got it done Or something I think it's A done
3: deal I think uh, The whole thing When I read I learned that um, Mike is making His own uh, I guess uh, Entertainment Boxing league So to speak Yeah yeah Yeah
0: As
3: like, A businessman Is now He got to do it On his own umbrella This muscle umbrella So that kind of Makes sense You know but um, uh, the Holyfield or Mike the third fight interesting. Uh, I've seen both trained in the ring. Um, I, I think I'm a Mike fan. I think Holyfield gonna take him out. <laughs> <When you're laughs> again, sure, sure. But that being said, why not, man? And if these pros if these other uh, young fighters that don't want to fight, why not put in you know Holyfield and at Kamato or Tejlor it is, let them fight. Let them this. Why not?
0: Hey, I want to throw another name out there that I that I, I can see being on that Mike Tyson league. I think I think I've seen him make a post about it. Look out for Zab Judas soon being in that league fighting somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm starting to liken these kind of fights um, almost to like the big three version of boxing in a sense. So i starting to get that feel to me, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. The only thing I think think about is um like for health concerns right some of these guys are up there in age you know so it becomes becomes a health concern if somebody does take a legitimate punch anybody I mean you could be 22 years old you take a a good hit you know you got some serious problems on your hands so imagine um one of these guys taking one of those type of types of punches but outside of that um like like Theo said why not you know for some of these fights
3: just, just keep it a, a, a three-round bout, and uh, we all be happy with that. No more than three
1: rounds. I think that's it. Yeah.
0: yeah, So, did you guys see that the WBC is ordering Ryan Garcia to fight Javier Fortuna for the um, for the championship, the lightweight championship? I mean, I, I was my thought. I thought that Ryan Garcia had won at the last fight, fight he fought, and now I guess um. They want him and Fortuna to fight for the belt that he already has. <laughs> so that's that's usually they used to call that a mandatory challenger, right? Now I guess it's something different. I don't know what new terminology is. Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I like Garcia at all. Uh, I think he's good. Uh, so I could easily see him winning the fight, but like you said, it's, it's interesting because like you said before, it used to be called mandatory challenger. Uh, at least that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Um It's interesting, but I, I could easily see Garcia actually, you know, winning the fight. Yeah, you know in the chart because back at
3: my time, my time, uh Lopez one champion for division. Yes, uh, so you yes. have the and the <laughs> linear champs, it's like <laughs> different titles. you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, like your linear champion and this champion, the diamond champion. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, well, like yes, a title, Because yeah. to give him a pick title you know, so for boxing, man, so to one champion in and be good for boxing out way. Like, yeah, this uh, uh, is a good boxer, you know. Um, he get a lot fans because I was fighting strong, back up, and, and in great fashion, you know. So it was a good fight too, as well. You know, so he,
2: uh,
3: each one you know, I see, though, but I'm gonna put it all. I see him becoming strong fighter, so uh, a good fight.
0: Man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so the last time we talked, I I. I we were talking about Deshaun Watson in the sense of what team he was going to be playing on or getting traded and everything else. Now, the talk of Deshaun Watson is a little different or something. Now we got, I think it's up to 14 different cases against Deshaun Watson or something. I mean, for me, I, I don't even know what you know what to make of it. I would say, you know, the, let them do the investigation. I think this is like what they were talking about for that commissioners exemplist you know as far as like you know not taking away his money but at the same time i don't think the texans could put him on the field and i definitely think his trade values tanked because of this somewhat so i mean my only curious thing about it is i'm, I'm real curious about the timing of this whole out this whole announcement that it just seems seems off for something about how how it took place but i don't know i i, I just couldn't i mean some team may take a chance but but I couldn't see him getting traded now, and I definitely know his value is not nowhere near as high as it was.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, his value definitely took a hit. Like you said, the timing's a little strange. Um, are these all civil suits that's being brought against them, or criminal civil? Right? All civil, no criminal. All civil. It, it's strange because the first thing, I, and I don't want to make light of the situation, but the first thing I thought. Um, because I said, man, is this guy hanging out with with uh TI and Tiny? Cause Hede caught up in a similar situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Just coming out of nowhere. So I'm like, man, is this guy, is this a part of that or something? <laughs> you know, it, it's just strange. Um, because they say I, obviously I don't know him um in you know real life, but they say his personality is very laid back and such so they were saying that the Texans themselves were kind of surprised to hear these allegations against them um and as a fan it kind of surprised me too again i don't know him personally but the one thing i would say that's like especially strange about it for me is why not hire a personal um masseuse you know it's strange that he kept almost like bringing in different masseuses. For this, song, yeah. that in itself was a little strange. Now, all all fourteen are um, masseuse women.
0: Um, yeah, they're all women. <laughs> they're all women. I don't know, know if they're all masseuse, but uh, I, I think I know a, a good portion of are.
1: them were um, in the beginning. At least they were there were masseuse that were coming out. So I think that's a little strange in itself. Seems a little suspect. But like you said, I guess. Um, let the investigation play itself out and see see where it goes from there. But his value is definitely uh, tanked for now.
3: Yeah, all, all this allocation here like, yeah,
1: for black man.
3: You see, but um, <laughs> two three is one thing. When he's start getting ten or more, it's like I really a lot. Like I would just looking like, out to get some bread. It's more about getting ten their names or getting justice, so to speak, you know. I, I think that, you know, if you want to play in it and, and, and have a character and respect it, then money. Right now, I don't think it's, a, it's my way right now. everything is simple, like uh, you gotta say. But that being said, sometimes you ask me, man, you're making a life. Yeah, Yeah. And you're uh, Touchable a few things that might talk about, you know. Yeah. Coming you know, yeah. as a security guard stuff like that, No question, so he got away with a lot of things, up until the You know, it, it, it's, it's too now. I guess, protection is what it's also too as well. Trade him. Also, have a change of art to one a because it is. Because, yeah. you
2: know,
3: you know Um,
0: yeah the the craziest thing is like when as it was coming out his story was coming out and Mario Cuomo's story was coming out at the same time so I'm like the numbers were just racking up on both of them I'm like this is kind of this is kind of crazy but yeah, like you said, a couple of cases could be one thing, but when you start seeing people following up, it seems more to like, like you know, to try to try to get this information out there or, or expose something in a way where you know there's a real problem. Right? But
1: and this definitely, yeah, this is definitely the Me Too era. So all it takes is one, um, and then other people just come out, um, and rightfully so. If if something was done done against them, then then they have the, the right to speak up about it. The only thing I always question in, in these cases are, you know, again, I'm not advocating for anybody to be arrested unless he he really did something outlandish. But why only civil suits versus criminal? You know, I always question yeah. that when I see the civil, and that means to me, is it just a money grab or or, you know, because otherwise I would imagine if you feel Uh, that strongly about being violated, then you would want to pursue criminal as well. So that's always one of the things that I question when I see only the civil suits.
0: I I do, one of the things about the timing, I do think it's a legality issue as far as like, let's say Deshaun Watson gets traded. I think it's a little more difficult to get like a civil case or any criminal case in a state once a player or person leaves the state. So it makes it a little more complicated. So they would have to bring him back and stuff, and things would definitely be dragged out a lot longer trying to bring a professional athlete that, say he's over in whatever state, he could easily say he couldn't make court cases because of this, he couldn't make this, so this whole process would be dragged out. So who knows, the fact that they might have said he's going to get traded to leave the state might have triggered some of this too.
1: And i think uh i don't know about now that it's up to 14 but i know in the beginning like all of the women were, were being represented by like the same lawyer too so that's that's another thing you as you know that lawyer is gonna he's gonna get his piece of the pie so to speak because um, he was representing a lot of them and again if if the did something um that he wasn't supposed to then then rightfully so um so just because he's an athlete, I'm certainly not advocating for him uh, to get off by any means.
0: You know? Assuming he's guilty. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sad state, but you know, hopefully, you know, in in retrospect, with all these different girls saying he gets whatever help he needs and they get whatever help they need for whatever the situation is. Right. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. So moving off to of Deshaun Watson listen Drew Brees retired I mean Theo had asked earlier this week listen where do we see Drew Brees at as far as um, ranking all time and you know I had to give that some thought because I mean if you look at if you look at statistically wise <laughs> statistically wise I mean he would have to be if, if you just strictly by statistics he'd have to be like in the top three but when you factor in winning stuff I, I got him To me, maybe in the five to six range, I I don't know. What do you guys think, out of the top 10 all time? Yeah, I I would
1: probably put him in the top 10. Um, Like you said, statistically, he's probably top three to four, you know. Um, But overall, I I would probably put him in the top 10, given the amount of greats. It's it's hard to rank, uh, rank these guys at this point, some of these greats, other than Tom Brady being the GOAT, you know. Um, everybody else kind of falls falls under him, I would say, in my opinion. But Breeze is definitely top ten, um, if not higher. You know, the guy had an outstanding career.
3: Yeah, I I'll go back with Breeze when, when he played for Purdue University, and uh, when he played for other um, as well. When he had a shoulder, he, the Chargers, Chargers. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> And uh, I remember when Dolphins was, was going to uh, trade for him, and they made an idea to stay to Dante Culpepper, and he, thats why he—that's why he ended up in, in uh, New Orleans and having a big year. Um, I'm not a stat guy; I'm, I'm, I'm an eye test guy. But if you go to stats, he's definitely—you know—top five, top two on the stats. And I'm going to far as to say it's—I wouldn't mind having him, having him in, in the top ten. You know, for me personally, I would like to have a lot of guys before Drew Brees. Not saying he ain't, he's not great, but he is great. I would like to have Dan Marino before him. John you know, Elway, you know, I might be biased. I mean, I'm, I'm, i going to say, say try too, as well. It's just on <laughs> what I see as well, you know. But that being said, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Um, well deserved for the accolades he received and you know, on and off the field as well. But um. Going by his uh, performance, I am not mind him say, I would say a back, back end of the top 10. Not my top five, maybe between six and 10. I'll put
0: it yeah. yeah, I think I, I agree with that. And like you said, I mean, you got to look at a John Elway. You got to look at, uh, it you got to look at, um. I mean, Troy was great. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Favre. You got to okay. look at. Right, right, right. Yeah. You got Montana. <laughs> so there was a Marino. Mm-hmm. Elwood, yeah. So, so yeah. There's there's some Manning, Peyton Manning. So, yeah, he's definitely if, he, if he's in the top ten, it's on that six to ten range. Right. So the, those those guys are there. So I I could definitely definitely see that. Yes. So we had a lot of a lot of movement to him due to like the salary cap and the NFL dropping. I mean, a lot of good players got cut that probably wouldn't have got cut. And a lot of player movement moving around. Is, there, is Who do you guys think right now, you know, did a good job with free agents or something? And, and who surprised you that they got cut?
1: I'll probably have to uh, refer to maybe you and Theo on this because there, there's been so much movement that it's just hard to keep track of. Like you said, there's been guys who would, you, you would never expect to be um, looking for jobs in the NFL. Um, and they were released. A lot of it, like you said, is due to, to salary cap reasons, um, which is a little strange to me because I would imagine that the league would be able to withstand. I know it's been a rough year um <laughs> these, these um, leagues, but I would think the NFL, given how successful they were over the you know, past years, that they would be able to withstand a, a year or two like this. Um, so it's a little interesting, but yeah, there's so many moves for me to even keep track of, so I, I'll have to defer to you guys.
3: Well, I, I'll, I'll keep it within my division. I think um, the Redskins and Giants did very good. Started, I guess game-wise, you know, the Redskins did good with the food suits that he got. He got uh, Samuels from Carolina. He got, I like uh, Fitzpatrick, you know, if he could control him, because Fitzpatrick can make plays. I know he's, he might be a German quarterback, but if you try him with, with you know uh, good players, he, he will you know get play better than he he should be or his talent is. But um, if you get, find a good running game, and we still have the special arm. Redskins could be some. They should it should be going into next year. But anyway, because uh, somebody else was on Redskins. Oh, guys, uh, you know that, like to the Lions, the tight end for the Vikings. based on free agent signings, you know, my, my division, I think Rescue and the Jurassic, they're
1: they good. I mean, yeah. Let's not forget your team itself. The, uh, you guys actually retained that, finally gave him that contract. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I will say that that goes on the list because that was a yeah. contention. So
3: that goes on list too as well you know it's one thing where jerry should have just signed him the moment Winston, and you know, the other guys got got signed he was winston golf should have got signed and, you know we don't know what it is there's something about Gak that jerry just just you know like that just wasn't feeling yeah. and you know what i him on the butt now you pay his man 40 million
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah now now it's Got, yeah, I've got like KJ Wright saying, "Come get me." You can't get him because you bought balling top. You're You the He, he got paid that this money. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's you
1: know? a good point.
3: You know, <laughs> I, do like the, I, do, I do like the sign of uh, uh, two guys from Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons to pay with Quinn. The, the two safeties, one of the hybrid safety and, and the, linebacker. the names right now. You get Nasir and somebody else. So I like that. So, I like that as well. But we need much more, man. We need, we need to hit a homer in the draft, and way to get a uh, KJ Wright again, man, to play linebacker.
0: Man. That's I mean, for me, as much as it pains me to say it, I think New England went out and rebuilt the team. They basically rebuilt their, almost their whole roster, the whole defense. They added some offensive weapons. I think Aguilar and um, the I think Tyrell Williams, right? I think they'll make out to, and they brought in um, Hunter Henry, so I think they went out and it's some rebuilding so i think that'll help i think the jets did fairly well they still got a lot of holes to address or something and this one this one's kind of a surprise not really a surprise i think the um tampa bay did well they managed to bring back all of their free agents they their whole team is intact they didn't lose anybody so that, that in right. itself is pretty good you can come win the super bowl and not lose anybody so that's that's pretty good
1: now now for
0: new england who who's the quarterback because i know they were there's rumors they um they re-signed cam newton they re-signed cam newton to an interesting deal it's like it's worth i think it's worth 10 million dollars but seven million guaranteed and a bunch of incentives but what somebody was saying with the money that they have that they'll either probably draft a quarterback or if somebody happens to get cut they could still cut cam or bring somebody in and it wouldn't hurt them like, the amount of money they're paying them at $10 million, if they decided to bring another guy in at $10 million, say they decided to bring in Teddy Bridgewater or somebody else, the money really wouldn't hurt them that much. So right now, right now, it's camp.
1: Yeah, because I, I heard the Jimmy G uh, rumors floating around out there that they may be interested in trying to bring him back or... So that's interesting. Um, like you said, who knows? Cam Cam may have a, a, a better year. I don't know if he'll ever get back to his old form on on the Panthers, but he may have a better year with more weapons around him. Um, so that should be interesting to watch.
3: Yeah, I agree, man. is heating up, man. You know, I think Belichick got Boba and Brady holding total trophy without him. So now he's going against what he usually do. Now he's going for now he's signing guys a big contract big name guys so that's what he's doing man he's
1: going for the chip he's trying to win Bowl this, this upcoming season right now he's not waiting
2: yeah
1: the way he's it certainly it certainly seems that way
0: because usually yeah, that's just a not lot of his way yeah yeah they, they spend a lot of money that was the jimmy g thing is interesting because san francisco went on record this week to say that he's still the quarterback even though they moved okay. down to three in a position to draft the quarterback. So we have to stay tuned on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, to me, that's it seems like that's why they made the move to begin with to three, like you said, is to, to get one of these quarterbacks. So I guess we'll find out shortly uh, what they do.
3: Yeah, you don't move up to the third spot and not to get quarterback. Man, you know, that could be... Lawrence Taylor's there, but other than that, man, you move up to the third spot and get a quarterback of some kind, no who it is. Who it is, we don't know, man, but
1: Two so picks might be, uh, you know,
3: that at so,
1: so we'll see. Yeah. My guess, at least, I'm hoping at this point is that is that um, that the Jets don't screw it up. <laughs> you know, they got to take take on um, Wilson at number two, especially after that Pro Day, seeing him. Um, like I, originally, I wasn't sold based on the competition. It was like kind of like one of those things: who's BYU playing? But the guy has convinced me just on
0: arm strength alone that that uh, we need to take a shot on him. He he can make all the throws. I mean, I'm interested to see. Uh, we we got one more I want to see, and then I, I'll be sold on Wilson because um Justin Fields' pro day is coming up. I think this week, sometime, maybe even tomorrow. So I, I'm I'm yeah, so interested to see how he, how he does. Yeah,
1: agreed. That
0: should be good.
3: Yeah. Justin Fields is good. He, he, he's, he's, like, he's like he's like Dak Prescott, man. Yeah, that, that's the comparison. Dak Prescott, you know. So it might be a little faster too. You know, he, he can make plays, man. Don't let those, those, those games we got hurt for you, man. Know, you're talking bowl you know, the, the, the games. You know, like, he, he's, he's a real deal, man. He's a quarterback. I'm not ashamed Marcus is this kid? Uh, that kid uh, from North Florida State? got his name right now? Yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah. Sure I haven't seen much about him. I a he's playing much. He yeah. so, uh, have a great there, so
0: kind of... Yeah, and he took the he took the year off. He opted out of the year too, so that'll be interesting. Right. Yeah. So this this week, listen, we seen Shaka Smart switch teams from Texas to to West Virginia. I mean, I, I think it was a good move because I think that the writing was on the wall with Texas. Like he's kind of been on the hot seat the last year or so with Texas. So, okay, with the Marquette. Well, yeah, he went to Marquette. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think, I think he, was a hot, he was on the hot seat in Texas for a little bit. So I think that was a good move for him. I mean, I think one of the things that people underestimate when they take these jobs, and one of the things I, one of the things I thought Shaka Smart shouldn't have did. But one thing, when he went from VCU to Texas, he kind of changed his style. So VCU was a hardcore defensive pressing team, like make you work. And I never really seen that, you know, implement that at Texas. Plus, too, like, like the recruiting is different. So when you're at Texas, whatever. For one thing, Texas is a big state. You got players going to go to A&M, they want to go to Texas Tech, they want to go to Baylor plus two you have other states that attract them they have really good players so it's hard to try to keep all those recruits whereas vcu at the time was kind of a mid-major so you kind of have you know your pool of recruits a little more but if you're texas and you're going up against let's say kentucky duke north carolina ucla arizona you know all these teams it's harder to get those recruits in there unless it's some kind of draw or something. And I, I don't know if he ever connected with the alumni and different stuff like that, because for me, I probably would have had Kevin Durant coming down down there. I would have had all these other guys coming back to try to help me recruit these guys. Because I was reading something today where even Kevin Durant said that he would like to see, um, I forgot who he said he would like to see be the coach. He said he'd like to see a Texas former Texas player get a shot at being the coach. So he's engaged with Texas, too. I don't know if Shark is Smart to engage those guys, you know, to help them tell players going to Texas.
1: Like you said, when you have VCU, which is, like you said, on, on uh, the mid-major spectrum, you kind of know what you're dealing with in terms of recruitment. But When you um, move up to, to, like, Texas and these big universities, like you said, the, the competition increases dramatically to get these top players. Not only does the um, competition increase in terms of getting these big players, but the expectations increase too. So you go from VCU, where it's kind of like, all right, we can get into the tournament, maybe get a couple of upsets here and there, Sweet 16, Elite Eight if we're lucky kind of thing, to now going to a program being at Texas, where the expectation is we, we aren't accepting anything less than, let's say, a Sweet uh, sweet 16 or something like that. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Like I said, the writing was kind of on the wall for him, so I'm glad to see him get out of there uh, just in time, so to speak, and get a, another um, decent job. Plus, I think uh, based on Marquette's history, Marquette is another one of those teams, their history is kind of like them being like a hard-nosed defensive Minded type of team, I would say, more so than the up and down the court offensive type of team. So he's kind of going back to a school that that uh, plays into his strengths, so to speak. At least in the past they did. Um, so I think it on paper it seems like a good fit for him. I would say. Yeah, I,
3: I never liked it. The Texas uh, hiring, I'm going over there. I know, I know the money bag. You got it. I guess a facility and budget. So I get that. But he's uh, not from that area, so it's <coughs> kind of hard man. He has something better forward and, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, as well. time, Texas is to have more patience, you know, unlike Marquette. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, you know, it takes you, look at uh, Leonard Allison, Florida State. It took him seven years to make the, make the tournament. Yep. After now, now, now he's an automatic, 6 team. He 6 6 6 6 and 6 6 6 a
1: 6 so,
3: so uh, you know, uh Texas don't have to have that patience like that no you know, no they no. uh, don't he was walking into a fire where what he wanted instant success right away and uh, he wasn't allowed that and when he was allowed that it took him five years four or five years to find him now they were going to fire him after the third you know, year yeah fire. they did yeah,
2: yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. So um, one thing is weird that he got out before he got fired trying to find a job plus he's from Wisconsin Anyway, yeah. so that that is great, and you know what? You're in the Big East, Marquette's a big town program. Big East yeah. is the Big East. You your hometown, you're well-established. You know, kids like your style to play, you're just running, gun. You gotta worry about you know having you know six ten guy and six nine guy. Go back to your BCU base. So <laughs> you know, you're almost talking ground where you're familiar with everybody. You're familiar with A. Kuzmin, with with Pino, with the Speed. You know what I'm saying? So it should, it should be a, 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 a good uh,
0: relationship between Marquette and and Smart. Yeah, I think you made a good point, too. Like, Texas is impatient. Like you said, Texas is impatient. They did the same thing with the football program, too. Coach didn't perform. He was out after three years. There's no there's no time, long time frame. And I do think being a Wisconsin native and the only competition being, like, the University of Wisconsin for recruiting, he will probably get the best players, you know, best players from there too so that that'll definitely definitely help out one of the things we've seen a lot of and theo brought this up is the players entering the transfer portal the the transfer portal thing now is is crazy i mean i i I look at it for me i look at it in two ways i look at it and one in one way it's a positive for what i say the mid-major kids so a lot of these kids come out, and I think I think my, part of this is, is an to me is an indictment on college coaches' laziness and poor recruiting. So what I mean by that is, you go out right, you get a kid, and I'll give you a perfect example because I actually got a chance to meet a kid when my son was playing AAU. I got a chance to meet Mike Smith. He was at the time Mike Smith was playing for Columbia University, and he was he was volunteering or you know working a summer doing like the table at aau games so i was talking to him he's telling me he played at columbia and everything but when you look at it my son got to get got a chance to play against him you know in college at columbia when you look at him he's averaging 22 points or so 22 points or so and seven assists playing in the ivy league right mike smith went out and graduated in three years put his name in the portal and then went to what's the name now he's starting point guard for the university of michigan So did they just completely miss on the talent evaluation? Because the guy went from playing Ivy League to being a starter. He didn't go to sit there and be the 12th man on the bench. Right. So if you look at the talent evaluation, like some of these guys you see on Loyola Chicago, let's say, right? That Williamson kid, he would be crazy not to put his name in the portal. Because he'll probably go from playing for Loyola Chicago to starting for North Carolina next year. Like, you know, and, and it's one of those things like, even if you look at Shaka Smart, just using him for example, you're gonna have a lot of mid-major kids and a lot of kids that came up that's gonna be putting their name in a portal. Some other kid I was reading about, he put his name in a draft, but he put his name in the portal too. So he's getting evaluated for the draft. All he basically knows is that he's not going back to the school where he came from, that he's not going there so for, for for people in the smaller schools it helps now for guys who made these huge decisions where they try to tr- chase the one and done and all that other stuff it's a little different like here i'll give you a perfect example um the guy in ucla johnny juzang johnny juzang was a good player either way but he went to kentucky and he was a he was a, um another, just another guy on the team so when he went there his role was to be the spot-up shooter and stuff like that and with him, he, that just wasn't what he wanted to do. COVID came and he decided to go home. Now, in UCLA, we see a lot more of his game and stuff like that. And as, as you know, as local area products, we can point to a guy like Emmanuel Quigley for that. You didn't get to see all the stuff you could do on Kentucky. Because when you play for a school like Kentucky, it, it's tough to evaluate those guys individually. Because he's got to try to meld everybody into positions to do what he needs them to do at the time. Yeah. so those guys transferring is different but as far as all these guys just throwing their names in there
2: what's
0: what's the consequence for making a bad decision is it that is it that you're moving up because you feel like you belong on the next level is it that you just don't like it here or is it that you're not playing so I, I think the world's kind of changed I remember a time where if you, they may, it was so difficult to transfer that people wouldn't even do it you lose a year of eligibility a percent then you went to the next team, and you went there, and you actually had to prove yourself before you got minutes and spots. Now it's like, I leave this team, I don't want to play here. I go over here, I'll probably start because the before I put my name in the portal, there's some guy in the background recruiting me to go to the other school. Like we got a we got another local guy named um, Taiwan Taiwan Walker, something like that. And I think he was on Ohio or something that. He's, I think he might become the starting point of the Michigan State next year, or something. But <laughs> I think it's a missing.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, I, I think you pretty much hit every hit every you know, point. The only thing I would add is um, going back to like the recruitment piece, because I think uh, I wonder how much of it has to do with. Um, like the these scouts and coaches just going to the same wells too many times to do their recruitment instead of looking at um the smaller schools and stuff like that like high schools and and such because i know they're probably picking from the same litter each time so maybe maybe that's a part of it is they need to branch out in terms of recruitment and, and go out to to more spots that's the only thing i can um think of but other than that i think you hit everything Every point, that I would say.
3: Uh, fellas, please uh, bear with me. I might be a little long-winded on this topic right here. So. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I have a lot about to say about this topic here. Um, these kids are jumping shit because there's no more setting out um, transferring. And, and I don't bend because a lot of these coaches could get a new job and, and leave you high and dry. They recruit you to come play. Then they get a new job, more money. Now you stuck at wherever you're at because he came in because of the coach.
0: And that guy wants his kids,
3: yeah. Yeah, so now all of a sudden you come in your first year, you get a playing time, but you get the coach going so, whoever's going to, have got more money to snatch, like, damn. I came in for you, coach, you know what I'm saying? So um, that also comes to play as far as, like, these guys can play immediately. Um, as far as the talent level, this really supports
2: the board. Right? So it's just got a
3: five-minute gyms man. That's what it is. You stop, stop these five-star, so-called five-star, four-star guys. Yeah, that's it. Five yeah, star guys, so it's really two three-star guys. You yeah. yeah, go out there to uh, deep in Ohio, deep in South Carolina, find these kids, man. Stop recruiting these five-star kids against stupid Kentucky, Michigan State. Find a three-star kid who can compete just as good as that five-star kid that Duke is recruiting, so to speak. Um, you you
0: mean- you're right. The, it's it's you know, it's like this. You remember with him because with him you're a little older. I'm a little closer to your age or something. You remember when college coaches would show up at the high school games? Of course. They don't do that anymore. College well, listen, coaches. Don't, hey, they they all. I'm top sorry, I, I, AAU teams. That's right. it. I, I remember being in. I went I,
3: I went to uh Benton High School. And okay. I
2: remember
3: We had a player. That Jim Beahan was recruited. This time was Syracuse. I've got his name. He didn't have his grades at the yeah. time. So I was there, and Jim. I said Jim Beahan. <laughs> we don't. We thought, you know, we I'm doing Georgetown immediately. Back when, back when we was pretty good, you know. Yeah. My Beahan though, man. He, he let me rhythm him a little bit. He just got <laughs> me, you know, stuff like that. He said, you have a great day, a great day, man. I said, i oh, <laughs> somebody. But that being said, you're right. I remember going to. Uh, I remember seeing. Uh, Calipari coming to Vanderbilt High School uh, and recruiting a Shue Evans. Yeah. for From Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been going to different gyms, you know, seeing these coaches from other states coming to New York to recruit a a German college to Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah. 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 or you, know, or whatever it is, let sure. that go more. You know, what I'm saying so. so You're yeah, right aspect. I also want to say too, bro. These players are, 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 are both different now. social media,
2: you
3: know, players are so efficient in college. We have people who tell it was nice. At the same time, we have seen my people who told us we hey, ain't nice. These kids don't really have to no know more. No. that's yes, people who are Nice you you nice, really We're at home like me. I don't play for but you're real. Nice. You go pro, you go to Georgetown, but we work on this. Yeah, humble. So these kids not humble no more. No. Yeah. What it is? They go to these schools and it doesn't work out. Now you transferring in first year, but that makes sense. But let you guys talk. you guys know my man from Georgetown transfer too. Wahab, I'll send. He did. yo listen. He he transferred two days after. He got <laughs> Add on to that, a lot of these kids haven't. Played. Yeah. You're a started center for up George job being trained by Pat Ewing. Oh, people. You want to throw back a big man and yeah. a man,
0: And you want to leave. <laughs> it's off his The office going, going through you and you still leaving.
3: So I like connect that. So, so where does it
0: go? I live.
3: Trying to bag. It's
0: like the bag. <laughs> Out there man. Hey, I, I, you know what? I'll I tell you. For one thing, I look at it this way: for every with the, the coaches are only looking on the, the Nike, YBL, Under Armour, Adidas circuits; those top circuits where where the kids are. That's the main place they're looking. Then when you look at it, like some of these kids, I mean, like like they come in and they pamper. Like I was, in my, I'm gonna be back in the coach, and I haven't coached maybe in about five or six years but even when I was coaching kids like doing um, AAU and doing like coaching school you had kids that was like 17 years old that thought that you were supposed to pamper for them or cater to them or something so I mean I was kind of an old school coach listen if I ask you to do X and you don't do X you gonna come sit next to me whereas nowadays you know coaches got like when you was out there you had to play both ends of the court so if you wasn't checking nobody then I got to sit you down. Nowadays, there's kids that they don't have to play defense well. I don't play defense. That's, that's not my thing. I don't take charges. I, you got a whole list of stuff you don't do. I don't dive. I don't hustle. <laughs> all I do, I shoot. I'm a shooter. I'm a scorer. You none of that stuff. <laughs> you think you that until some kid get out there and embarrass you and all of a sudden it's everybody else's fault. But you you look at you look at it you gotta look at at the coaches too or something. There used to be a team was composed of a whole team. You you in high school, when I was there, they played eight, nine kids. You said Mendoza actually came now, realistically, it's three kids and a bunch of subordinates.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, three kids and a bunch of kids out there to support those three kids. You better get this kid the ball. You better get him the ball. You better do this. And that's it, it's not like, and, I, and now you transport that to the higher level, you got these three kids from Stanford and high school and all the way through whatever. And now you take those three kids and you're moving to college and stuff, and now you got them with Ewan. Ewan's an NBA Hall of Famer. This ain't no, no dude, no guy that don't know nothing about it, who never played, that learned how to play basketball from a book. You don't give a damn what these kids telling them, like, yeah, Yo, yeah, you know, I, I, I like to do this. Well, you know what, dude? Guess what? When you can get all of this stuff down, then we can talk about what you like to do. But for right now, I- I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna go. And a lot of these kids can't handle that. They wanna be told, ah, oh, it's all right, you know. Next time you put the, you and probably turn to that kid and told them, next time you put that ball below your waist, you sit on the damn bench. And that kid curled up and went and sat at the end of the bench. And that's how kids are now. Mm-hmm. unfundamentally sound. I watch some of these games, and I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong, from a talent aspect, and athleticism, oh, it's a lot of talent. Like You got a lot of kids that's extremely talented. They got a lot of athleticism. But everybody at a point, and this is what you learn from playing, everybody at a point has the same level of certain things. When you get to a certain level, a lot of dudes is athletic. A lot of dudes can handle the ball. There's a lot of students. But what we don't have is a lot of people playing ball from here hair to here. Hair
2: yeah, a good
0: point. IQs are probably at the, at the all-time low. Like I, I watched some of these games. Like I think I was watching. Who was it? Um, was it Florida State? Yeah, I think it was. I was watching Florida State. He's got the biggest, tallest team in the whole in all the um all the basketball college basketball, right? And you gets the rebound first thing the big guy gets to rebound what they teach him to do look for the outlet to the guard right this dude starts dribbling he's not even looking up he's looking at the floor and throws the ball to the other team I'm like dude you shouldn't even be playing how you, how are you going to call you don't know how to throw an outlet pass or dribble with your head up and you were amazing we watching you trying to go to the Elite Eight this time you you missed out on what people learned in the eight you and you go on to the Elite Eight and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. As, as
1: we're sitting here having this conversation, one of the things I'm I'm thinking about is um is Damian Lillard and C J McCollum. Those guys went to, they they were um, examples of good recruitment, right? Because they yeah. plucked from Weaver State uh, in Lehigh, Lehigh, right? yeah. So. Portland did their homework and you think about it, that goes back to what we were saying about certain schools only looking for five-star recruits and stuff like that. Whereas, and another guy who we can't forget as part of this conversation is Steph Curry himself, right? Yeah. Hardly had any. That's how he ended up at Davidson. Hardly had any scholarship offers. Ended up having to take a, a, you know, scholarship from Davidson. So I think these schools, they need to get away from... um, only focusing in on certain, like you said, AAU circuits, and and um, do their homework a little
0: more. Yeah, player rankings and stuff. I mean, think about how many as much as as much as the NBA teams did their homework and did the right thing. Think about how many college coaches failed. Right. It, I mean, who, okay, we missed on Steph, Lillard, and McCollum, so we missed on three of probably the top fifteen guards in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Says, says, <laughs> hey Kiki,
3: I'm gonna ask you a question too. And we chime in too. If you know, know anything about this, I'm gonna ask you in particular change to oh, my big man who left my, my, my team Georgetown and uh, I did my V Turf. I actually had interactions with his guardian slash uh, handler <laughs> this, this is what our consisted consist of. Um so I told him what I was told. he's a big man. He's a traditional big man playing in a non traditional era. Mm-hmm. He's playing for a big time program, big time conference, a coach that just came for, him for 15 years. So he could call his guards or all big man. He knows what he's doing. And you can see, I said, you can see his development through Pat. So uh, I said, so why is he transferring? What are you telling him to make him transfer? Because I know it's you, you are his handler, you are his guardian. Yeah. You came up with, came with what, what a dude's saying something about losing. You should lose when you lose your five best players, got new brand, nine brand new players. You should be having a losing season. And part of that lose us, and part of that as well is that well, on the court while losing, while playing the whole game. Well, how the offense go through him by picking up So I I'm, I'm confused why is he leaving. And so next year we're we'll, we'll, gonna we'll be how we have the, the
0: nation why
3: is he killing
0: us right now and he's, he's the only reason to ask you that i got one for you the only places i, I could see him going, going. so i would tell you this the only way he's leaving and it sounds crazy he has to have had a promise from duke north carolina kentucky uh maybe ucla or arizona it had to be like one of these like the top 10 blue chip schools in the country that's the only reason because other than that it makes no sense but I wouldn't be surprised like you said you you said it perfectly with the handler and stuff there's a lot of you know things that could be going on because a lot of these guys into the transfer portal they already have an idea of where you know what type of teams may be interested in them and stuff like that like you're not gonna just answer the transfer portal let's think of this way. let's say let's say you're Ewan right Once you enter that transfer portal, I got to start planning for you not being there, right? Yeah. So you think that you're going to enter the transfer portal, not get to where you want to go and then come back? Right. And everything's going to be cool? That's it. Yeah, you in the transfer portal, as far as I'm concerned, you're gone.
1: Yeah, you're gone.
0: So unless you have some kind of thought process or some kind of, you know, possible guarantees or something, what will make you do it? Right. He ain't going to enter the transfer portal to go from Georgetown to a lesser team. Right. I, I, I've actually seen uh, Twitter and five
3: university say, so listen, uh, we're hitting Georgetown, but it even makes no sense. That's how bad no. this
2: is. Also, no, it is. made
3: say, this decision makes no sense. That's how bad oh, yeah.
0: it is. You, know, this, you got some guy. You got some guy that doesn't know talent. You told me what he was—that he's—he's. So I seen him play. He's an old school type of center. There's somebody out there right now that's telling him that I could change your game and put you in the league. That's what it is. Somebody's telling him that by going here, it'll get you close to the league. Whoever that is, obviously doesn't know because if you look at the NBA, it's—it's it's really hard to get a traditional type of center guy in the NBA, whatever. Unless he's gonna turn around and turn into Jokic or something then then he's got a shot but at the end of the day i think patrick ewan's blessing would count more than some of this other stuff so well, if you think about it
1: georgetown if you're a traditional center like you said unless you're gonna completely um change your game around if you're a conventional center what better place to beat in georgetown yeah. for building centers right yeah. Lonzo and you and you go down, you go down, you know, that's what they do. That's what Georgetown does. So if you're um, a traditional center, that's probably where you want to be. That's your best shot at making the league, I would say.
3: Hey, Irene, mean, I'm going to end this so we can move on. So I'm going to talk about it. You're not going to with this. But yeah. <laughs> I is a coach that believes in a traditional center? Yeah. 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 One of the last ones. That's what I believe a big man by sense is you and who else? Yeah. Maybe. maybe Roy
2: Williams.
1: Maybe. But who yeah, else? else? Plus, you and himself went through that transformation of his game. Yeah. You know? Yo, I'm
0: going to give you one name, a guy that I would have loved to see get to play be around you and more as a Georgetown player. Homegrown. If Jesse Govin, remember him? That's my dude. do, yeah. oh, right now. What? I picture Jesse Govan. Me and Jesse, my son, together. My picture with him. Yeah, Jesse, man. Jesse would have got to play more with you and, and that type of stuff. I think he would have been better on Yep. I, I agree. Yeah, we had one year, two years. I think it's one and a half. One and a half, yep. One and a half,
3: right, yeah. yeah. We have four years without question. Yep. And he could shoot too, Govan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm a hop. you can't shoot on two shot anywhere. You know, nope post, the hook the shot and the but the guy's shooting two and three playing in the center position right now so listen man God bless him man he's moving on man he'll be alright we'll find somebody.
0: so moving from college let's move to the NBA where we got a whole bunch of craziness going on the rich are getting richer yeah. <laughs> and we got all I mean I, I gotta shave man the Nets getting Blake Griffin and then the Nets turn around getting LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, to me, you know what? It sounds crazy, but to me, it seems like a slap in the face to the league. Like, it's a slap in the face to the rules of the league. And you know what? And you know what I blame this on? Are you going to laugh? I blame this on legacy. Because remember, right now, we all know that certain players were better than other players. Just that the reason we say they better is because they won championships. So... In five years from now, 10 years now, after Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge possibly, I'm not going to give it to him, but possibly win a championship. Is anybody going to remember that they played on a team like this? No. they just remember that LaMarcus Aldridge was a champion, right? So he'll go down as a champion. It'll boost his legacy up or something, because he was a champion. When we know, and, and, and it's this whole legacy thing or something. like. Yeah, Lamarcus also said He went there because it gave him a better chance. He was gonna to go to Miami, but he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm gonna get the same money either place, and I get a better chance to win a championship here, and they're gonna give me more minutes." I also think
1: it's uh like let's say using the Nets as as the example. Um, if I'm an old school Nets fan. Um, I don't know if I want the championship this way. You know, if I'm backing the Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, and Kenyon Martin. Like, I don't know if I want to win this way where we're, we're just piling on players. Um, I almost think it's a, it, it's a little cheap. Um, not so much for the players themselves, because of course, as an organization, you do what you have to do to try to put yourself in the best position to win. So I don't blame the organization. But as a fan, I, does this one have an asterisk next to it um if they win like you so said i'm not giving it to them but does it have a slight asterisk next to it even with the lakers the lakers are kind of um a little guilty of this now too right andre drummond is supposed to go there i mean how much more help do these guys need and then i, I look at the reverse of these these teams um teams like the bucks right where Giannis is trying to do it Almost single-handedly, maybe to his own demise, so to speak. You look at Damian Lillard in Portland. Maybe, maybe those guys need to start um, leaving and joining forces. Maybe Damian Lillard should be on the Golden State Warriors in, in the year too. Or, you know, wh-
0: when does it end? You know, I, I mean, I'm gonna let Theo go because I got, I got another, I got some some in, interesting topics on that one. Well. I,
1: State is guilty of it too, right? When they brought in KD. So, when does the super yeah. error end? Okay,
3: so I gotta feel things like I can say we're going back and forth. Um, nobody's saying anything about KD previously. Let, let, let LeBron get Blake and Aldridge and then come it. wrong everybody. But when somebody else do the same thing, it's nothing to be said. Now, I've seen Drummond play, I mean, uh, uh, Aldis play, Aldis is washed. Just washed. <laughs> Ripper, so he
2: flashes. Two guys
3: are not scared nobody. Honestly, I'm you the truth. a Laker fan, honestly. If Lakers getting drumming, it should be scary. Because he's better both of them. He's younger, he's better at rebounding. he's in too, as well. And, and them having the luxury of KD uh, playing the four, you know, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, you have a get you know, all those rebounds, that's how he does. He's with it easily. He's getting rebounds. You have AD on perimeter more often instead of, instead of playing in the paint. It's going u- to get ugly for, for the Nets. And the Nets right now better hope KD comes
0: back. Because right now, he's getting healthy to back. So I got something for you. The reason it falls back on LeBron is because he started it. I don't ever remember Magic, Jordan, and Bird getting together talking about we want to play together. That's LeBron who started it. So because he started it, the owner of it. So they make him the owner. Yeah. Yeah. He started it. He did start because his legacy was on the line. Well, I will. T- I will. Yeah, that legacy thing is a big word, but he was nobody appreciated him. you know he would have went down he would have still the problem is is this right and and you're right they wouldn't appreciate him with the rings to me right I, i i remember gilbert arenas saying something interesting he wasn't popular but he was right gilbert arenas one time had a chance i think he had a chance to go go to one team that was like a playoff team or go to some other wizards and sign back or something for that big contract right and somebody was like, "You can go over here and win rings, right?" And he said, "With two hundred million dollars, I could make a, the best championship ring ever." So, what what happens is, <laughs> you you go out and you try to get this legacy thing or whatever. That's that's LeBron chasing Jordan. And I will tell you this, right? Last time I checked, Jordan was six and zero. It's a hundred percent. So going out, winning thirty percent of championships or forty percent is not going to get you, Mike. Be you. That's the only thing I can say to LeBron. Right. Now, as far as the team, yeah, Drummond is definitely the more impactful impactful signing or whatever. But those other guys don't have to play those minutes. you talking about LaMarcus Olders, yeah, for 30 minutes is terrible. LaMarcus Olders for 17 minutes is different. Because he ain't going to play that much. DeAndre Jordan, plus two, it's one of those things where I think, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going I'm to give you one if the nets go out there and start winning every single game you said anthony J, you need to be worried about whether lebron is going to suit up because i don't to to me i hate to say it i mean it's a character thing if lebron thinks he's going to go out there and get swept he will be out for the rest of the season he will not play he will not play in that championship go out there and allow himself to be swept by ABM. that's not going to happen Either that or Anthony Davis is going, we're going to sit out or something because he'll be ripping apart the Lakers or leaving. He'll be playing with Kawhi and Paul George next year. So <laughs> something on the Clippers. Uh, they can- they're going to make a trade for Giannis or something. <laughs> but <laughs> the sad thing <laughs> so you guys actually think that can make the finals without TV. Um Yeah, I, I, you know what's sad? I didn't think they could, and then I looked at it. As long as the the Sixers have Joel Embiid, who has the same injury history, yeah, I mean, some of these other teams, I don't, like, Giannis and them, I mean, I watched them the other night lose to, who, who did they lose to? They lost to 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 somebody just because they hit three-point shots. To, to, they, actually, they actually have the worst matchup against the Nets out of any team in the league. They give up the most three-point shots playing against the team that hits the most three-point shots. I think they lost to. It was somebody from the West, but it wasn't even like that great a team either. They just lost because they let the guys hit like some Ashton like twenty-five three pointers or something crazy. No, I'm sorry, I just, it wasn't the West. Boston hit twenty-five three pointers the other night. I think it was Friday against Milwaukee. Everybody was hitting them. So I, I think Milwaukee. I don't think that the East, other than they don't like miami i feel bad for miami because i thought that if they would have got a guy like aldridge or bought somebody else in they might have been a little more competitive i don't think ola depot helps them that much because i mean i would rather see the ball in jimmy butler's hands and he seems to like default to some of these guys and then at the end of the game he wants to try to pick it up that doesn't always work i mean and i don't think tyler hero and um robinson are playing as well as they played in the bubble last
1: year so they're, they're a little bit out of it. Plus those, I think he's playing the ball. Um Oladipo, Tyler Hero, they all yeah. they, they all need the ball. They play the same position. Like I yeah. said, Milwaukee, I think from last year to this year, um, even though they added holiday, I, I almost feel like they took a step back Milwaukee. Um I'm not I'm not sold on them. I don't think anybody is quote unquote fear in the deer. Um, I think they got exposed um, in terms of playoffs all you got to do is kind of build that wall around the paint when Giannis is trying to force his way in and I don't think he's really done too much to, to change his game um, they tried to add a little bit more shooters around them I guess um, they brought in Forbes right who could shoot um, they brought in Holiday who's a playmaker but I still am, I don't know playoff time I, I'm always waiting to put to the fold I think as long as Harden stays healthy um, and almost the way he's playing right now as long as Harden stays healthy he'll carry that team to the finals I think Um, Kyrie is a little you don't know which Kyrie is going to show up on the court you know which Kyrie is going to show up but off the court you don't know whether he's going to be on another I need a break or whatever the case may be but if he focuses in um, I think that'll be okay in terms of um, yeah. Making the finals with or without KD, I don't want to pencil them in like as a guarantee, but I, there's a strong chance they'll be in there. Um, I would say
0: I do got to go. with Theo said though, I don't, I don't know if they'll beat the Lakers without KD. But my, I'm pretty. They'll, they'll, they could, they can make the finals without him. I don't think they'll necessarily beat the Lakers without KD. But the Lakers, for the Lakers to beat them, they, all those guys are going to have to be clicking on all cylinders. Like, you can't have Kuzma not performing. Um, you, you basically, they're all going to have to play well. Because right now, if I had to choose, I'd take Joe Harris over Kuzma every day. So, and plus, too, Spencer Dinwiddie's on the way back. So this this is going to get even crazy. Is he going to play? I don't know. If he plays, that oh, man. It's, that like yeah, he's a ball. It's only they only got one basketball though. Yeah, that's probably what I was gonna
1: say, yeah. And and not only that, they keep adding these guys, um but who who plays defense, you know, I still think that's a big concern. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well yeah that's
0: that's why I say the Lakers the Lakers will still, you know, still will be a formidable opponent. I think some of these other teams they don't play as like Milwaukee plays defense. Boston, I don't think their defense scares nobody. Boston? Denver doesn't scare anybody's defense. I mean, Denver went out, got rid of players, and replaced players with the players that they lost. So they got rid of Jeremy Grant, and they put Aaron Gordon in man And plus, too, I mean, as much as they say, I don't see Aaron Gordon as a good a defender as Jeremy Grant was. No. I don't see, I, I never seen Aaron Gordon as a defender at all, really. I don't um, see him
2: as
1: good as a player as Jeremy Grant. Um, Maybe more jumping ability, <laughs> you know, basing it off, but outside of that. Um, but the, the thing is with Jeremy Grant is I pro- we probably wouldn't have been making those make statements until he until he left that Denver team and showed what we could do, you know. Um, now I think he's up for the running probably as most improved player, you know. There's a couple of guys up there with him, Randall, I would say, but... Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Um, that was a big loss for Denver.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's Randall's award, though. I, I got to say that. I mean, really? I would be really upset if somebody else got that award besides him. I mean, you're really? talking about him. deserve it, man. Come on now. Yeah. 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 I, I, that would be, I couldn't, I don't even think, to me, I don't think there's no, like, the transition from who he was in one year to who he is now. I don't even know if there's anybody comparable. That's one of the best, probably one of the biggest leaps of all time. Forget him, forget about I know y'all Let's give up. Grant's leap is bigger than Randall. You think so? Randall's been balling. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. You know what? Touching the sky. You know what I think is, sky? I think the sky. I think yeah. you're right. You're right. You're he's right. Got to now you I see the- I think the sad part about Randall is that you're right. Yeah. It's just that Randall has never, Randall has never been a player that's been this less selfish. Like, Randall always been a guy that was for Randall. Last year, I remember talking, and we used to laugh, because there were things like bull in the china shop. Randall would just run in there and get all- <laughs> <laughs> In
1: that same spin
0: move. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I give, him, I give him credit for committing himself to becoming better. And I guess we gotta give him credit for that too. Because somebody had to tell them something like, "Yeah, you need to come back different. <laughs> come back better." Yes.
1: Now I'm looking at the standings in in the East. Here's the top eight. You got Philly right now, number one. Brooklyn, two. Milwaukee, three. Surprisingly, the New York Knicks, number four. The Charlotte Hornets, number five. Atlanta, six. Boston, seven. And Miami, eight. So that's a that's an interesting. Uh, eight, I would say, because we're used to seeing Indiana in there, they're, and they're usually like a tough out for certain teams in the end. They, you know, they're on the bubble. They're number nine. They may sneak in. Then you have Chicago, Toronto. Those are teams who are also usually in there um, and tough outs for teams. But it's, it's going to be an interesting playoffs this year, I would say, especially in the East, because there's a lot of new teams that, that haven't been in the playoffs in a long time and those teams are hungry so i wouldn't uh i wouldn't go counting some of those teams out you know because some of those teams just getting in there are going to be looking to make a statement sure
0: i mean i look at the same thing you look at the west the west is kind of like i mean with the lakers the lakers injuries so they're dropping a little bit in fourth but i mean i don't think anybody could have thought the utah jazz and phoenix suns would be one and two yeah And then you got the Clippers, the Lakers, who we probably would have thought would have been one and two, whoever it is. You got Denver, who's in five. Portland and Denver basically tied for five and six. San Antonio and Dallas. And you got outside looking in: Memphis, Golden State, the Sacramento. They're all they're all pretty much around around the same thing.
1: Now are they doing something different this year? Because I, I thought I heard something that they're doing with like a, the top ten teams or something, with almost like a
0: play a play in yeah. a seed or something strange. So, like the teams seven and eight have to play nine and ten to play in for those last two seeds. So the only guaranteed is 1 to 6. And that's a
1: single game elimination or a little single short game. single game. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, that's a little interesting this year.
0: Yeah, yeah it makes it, it makes an interesting. Yeah, it raises
1: the stakes a little bit. But yeah. it's almost to some degree disheartening because you granted, at least for now um, in the east is is jumbled up in terms of the records. But imagine, um, like some of the teams in the West, sometimes there's that big disparity between the seventh seed, let's say, and the tenth seed in terms of wins and losses. And now <laughs> your whole playoffs, if you're the seventh seed over there, depends on you know whether you win that single game or not to to get in. It it adds some excitement as fans, but it's a bit crazy for some of those teams. If I'm the seven 7th seed, and now I got to play somebody just to get in to maintain my playoff spot. It's a bit crazy as an organization.
0: So, right now in the West, it would be a little scary for teams. So let's say you got San Antonio and Dallas that would have to play Memphis and Golden State. So San Antonio will play Golden State, and Dallas will play Memphis. Which, I mean, right now with Golden State with no step, depending on what happens, I think San Antonio could win that game. I'm not sure Dallas will beat Memphis every day.
1: That is what's right. As a, as a Knicks fan, I hope not because we got that draft pick. <laughs> I, I, I watch them more than I watch the Knicks these days, hoping they lose at least for now, this season.
0: Now we got another interesting one. This one I think is a little more interesting. So you got Chicago playing Boston with Chick now, and you'd have you have you have Miami playing Indiana. So, and remember, Indiana's record is not really, to me, it's not really exactly where they are because remember, Kairos and just came out Yeah. So, you would expect them to start winning some more games. So. Plus, too, that Vuyachik matchup with the Celtics, that's not
2: a good matchup for them. So.
1: No, not yet.
0: One of the things that's
1: uh, like as a Knicks fan, it I like it in the sense that we may not obviously be in the mix, maintain that fourth seed. So if we just so happen to slip, let's say, back to number 10, then we still have a shot to get into the playoffs. So from that standpoint, yeah. I, I do like it, you know? I just think it, it's not too bad this year because the records are very close. Yeah. You know? But sometimes there is that big disparity in wins and losses between seven and 10, but this year so far, it's pretty, it's, it's
0: pretty close. So I remember Mark Cuban making a suggestion, and you tell me what you guys think of it. I, I think at the time, he was thinking because his team was winning. But I don't know if he'd agree now. At one point, he wanted to eliminate the East and West for the playoffs. And he wanted to just do one big list all the way through. How do you, you think that, that could work? He'd have 16 teams or whatever, in, regardless of conference experience. It does make sense because he did say you would have a better chance of a better team winning in that case than the, the lower seed upset the team. So if one played 16 whatever, you got a better chance of winning than, let's say, one in eight in your conference. Eight in your conference can be equivalent of four in the other conference.
1: And on paper, it's one of those things that sounds good, but... For me, being like a, a fan of the game and how it's been for so many years, I don't mind change, but I think it's a bit radical. I still kind of like the concept of an Eastern and Western conference. Um, so I, I would stick with the format in terms of that. I, I don't think I would play around with it. Like, I, I can't really imagine two Eastern teams, let's say a Western teams in the finals against each other. And it would take some getting used to um, for me. Right.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with uh ring, you know. Leave it alone. If any he broke will fix it, let it be. If you want to experiment, you, you can experiment maybe for, maybe for a, a year or so. If it works out, if the players don't mind, the owners don't mind, keep it going though. But in the right right now, I agree with the ring. Leave it alone, man. I'd rather have a West team versus an East team for the uh championship. Yeah. I, I do rather,
1: think they may want to experiment though uh, with is is the three point line um because the (laughs) three is being taken is just growing is getting i think it's getting a bit out of control i don't mind it per se to see the game changing but i think it's getting a bit out of control so i'm not sure exactly what they need to do but they they definitely need to look into it a little more and see what they can do
0: so one of the things they're talking about experimenting is making the court bigger because what they're saying now is the corner you ever notice every team lines up with two guys in the corner the corner three point shot is basically let's say made, at, they said something like 45% of the time now. So it's, it's almost like you got the same chance of making a regular jump shot, like an elbow shot, as making a corner three. So they, they're talking about possibly expanding the court to make that a longer shot. I don't know if you can make to, to me, I think making the alleys a longer shot would be too, that would be a lot. That's the longest point on the court. You make those. So it's, um, as far as the corners and straight on, corners uh-huh. are real short. Yeah,
2: I,
1: and I, I always thought the corners in general were a little strange because I I think it's too small over there. These guys, yeah, have, yeah, these big feet, you know, stepping out of bounds and stuff like yeah. that. Like you see that at least a couple of times per game where somebody goes to plant over there and steps out of bounds. Um So I think they need to just space that out a little bit regardless whether it's for the three-point line or not. Another thing I think they need to um, do is probably move that stanchion back a little too. Um, Because too many guys, we already, years ago, seen the Paul George thing um, where he hit the stanchion and broke his leg, but we see quite a few guys banging into that stanchion or coming close, what appears to be close to pulling another Paul George, you know. I think these guys are big, they're fast, stronger. I think they need to move that stanchion back. Um, that's just my personal take. That's another change they need to look into.
3: Yeah, I agree with that that. <laughs> yeah. So error uh, of the give uh, these guys more space to the four steps. Like James Harden. All right, go for it. James Harden <laughs> <laughs> is right now, so he- Cross space to take five steps? All right, yeah. They've NBA needs some young kid in the next five ten 10 years who's a traditional big man and
0: bring back the post-presence of NBA basketball. <laughs> That's it. That's well, all. I will I'm glad that they didn't do what they talked about before. It really would have k- killed the big man. Remember, at one point they were talking about changing the lane to the European one, to win the one you would never have no oh, oh, the,
1: the triangle thing or whatever it is.
2: Yeah.
0: And oh, then, no. uh,
1: I know they played around, but also at one point the idea of going with the FIBA rules where you could slap the ball off. The yeah.
0: Game, <laughs> you back like, okay. with the athletes <laughs> in league if you slap somebody's. <laughs> <out the> <laughs> Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think they need to leave those types of things alone. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, one thing that's scary is imagine them, like, making the court a little bigger and you already have guys like Steph. And you got freedom that to handle the ball, who, who space your defense out, right, dramatically. Now, having those guys are even more important because you're, you're really going to be spaced out. Imagine how yeah. to get from that corner. Back to the paint because Steph has stretched your defense out. Now, a team like Golden State is
0: back, is back cutting you and stuff like that. So, now I got to go over it, it's gonna be even more upset. So, now imagine if they stretch the court and give James Harden the ball What a bigger court, <laughs> <laughs> or even imagine
1: a like Bigo said, imagine a dominant big <laughs> Take the court
0: out and just let him post up. You know, you have James Harden take seventy-two dribbles in one? <laughs> <laughs> happen happened? That's what happened? Do you imagine Kyrie Irving with more space? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it, it's gonna be tough. They make that court bigger. All these guys that can take people off the dribble, they're gonna be scoring at will.
2: Because
0: you yeah. never, like you say, you'll never be able to help. You'll never be able to help or get back. You can't help off a step.
1: One thing I think they, they need to take a, another serious look at is um, like some of those, what I, I like to call them these days, Trey Young fouls, when oh. an offensive player gets in front of you and then He's he like, it stops and jumps backwards, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, that's a foul on the defender. I think they need to look into that too. Um,
0: they'll probably make that the KD rule type of thing with the arm swing, they'll, they'll give you the ball out on the side or something like that. I don't think they'll stop calling a foul because then you just have dudes running into people. I don't think they'll they make it a shooting foul. I think if they call
1: some of these fouls like when I was playing um in high school, I would have definitely been, you know, D one and I might have made the lead with some of these calls. You
0: it, know, you I mean, keep running into players and getting calls. Well right. I think of this way: if, if you could play and you could, if I could dribble the ball without dudes hand checking. And then go to the basket without being touched and <laughs> shoot uncontestedly. You would average about forty-six points, though. You know what the problem would be? We wouldn't get recruited because the the coaches don't come in. They would've, they would've, We'd have had to be in a top AAU school. <laughs> and then, you, and, and then you add add in the fact that
1: in this era, all of these players, um, high school players and such, are scared to be crossed over. Nobody yeah. wants to be dunked on, so they just sliding out of your way now to begin with.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. That's why it's going to be tough for me to get back in coaching because if you slide on out of the way, you're going to have to slide (laughs) on over next to me. (laughs) Oh, you you like sliding, defensive slide to the end of that bench over there. (laughs)
1: It's a different different game now.
0: Yeah, you don't want to check nobody. That's all right. You don't got to check nobody. Everybody on this bench right here, y'all don't have to check nobody. Just sit down, watch the game. I think
1: uh, one of the guys who kind of like um, was a he he was mostly known for that in, in high school um, and unfortunately he's out for the rest of the season we'll get to it is LaMelo Ball right if you remember LaMelo Ball in high school he barely ran past half court on the defensive end I remember that game he scored 100 points or whatever it is they ain't never crossed half court so, half court. <laughs> you know? yeah. so and that's the era we're in now um, yeah but unfortunately, he's he's out for the for the season, or at least what appears to be for the season. Right? I know there's been some speculation that he may be back sooner. Um, I hope they aren't trying to rush him back because they're in the playoffs right now. Um, but hopefully, he gets back to being himself. I, I I had him as rookie of the year. Another thing that's strange about that is um, and I think Tyrese Halliburton made a point where he was saying once LaMelo went down, people started tagging him in posts and stuff like that, Um, like saying he's rookie of the year or whatever the case may be. And he was was saying that it almost seemed like people were, like some of the fans were excited that LaMelo ball went down. And I know some of the controversy that popped up surrounding it was D'Angelo Russell, um, like a day after LaMelo went down, he made a, he like tweeted out something about, Anthony Edwards being rookie of the year now or something along those lines. Um, So I know there's some controversy there, but I hope LaMelo gets back. Um, Definitely exciting young player and I love watching him.
0: Okay. While we're on the topic of defense, we got a crazy statement made this week. Draymond Green saying he's the best defensive player in NBA history. I mean, there's, there's tons of people that would argue that or something. I mean, I wonder if he said that to Scottie Pippen. I asked Scottie Pippen or Joe Dumas or Ben Wallace. Or I wonder if these people, Gary Payton, if he's the best defender to
2: play.
1: what made it strange for me, like him saying that, and he is a good defender, but he said this on the heels of having his, almost having his leg dislocated by Christian Woods. Yeah, you seen that play where Christian Woods hit him with a little crossover and he, yeah. You can't That's make that statement, player. <laughs> yeah, you can't make that statement about being the best defensive player of the year a day or two after you almost got your leg dislocated trying to guard somebody. You just can't, yeah, make that statement so soon, especially. So yeah, you, I, I thought that was strange. It was definitely bad timing for him to even make that that type of comment. But of course, I don't I don't agree with him. He's he, he's a good defender, but I wouldn't say he's the best all the time, you know? I think that was a bit a bit much.
3: It's not a surprise. compliment.
1: So we know that.
3: <laughs> 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 it was props. And I uh, guess time right now All time? No. You said Pippen and Robin. Yeah.
0: I yeah. was Yeah. The funniest thing the funniest thing is you know what? He may feel like he's the best defender because nobody else plays defense. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't even even think he's the best defender in the league right now, like this
1: season, today. Um I I would put Ben Simmons above him easily right now. Ben Simmons is a better defender, I would say. Oh yeah. Wing defender. There, nice. There's a bunch of other guys, but that's one that comes to mind right off the back that has a, a big name is Ben Simmons. You don't think yeah. he's a better defender right now than Draymond? Good one. All right, that. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely a bunch of these specialists that we're not thinking of, these 3 and D type of players that are much better defenders right now um, than Draymond. Again, I give him his credit. He is a good defender, um, and I... It's it's strange, too, that he makes this statement now because I think he's taken a few steps backwards as well on the defensive end. And I'm not even talking about because of the Christian Woods play. To me, he's almost getting to that point where he seems a little washed. He he doesn't seem like the same player to me. He's not a big scorer. We always knew that. But now, to me, he doesn't look as, as
0: explosive on the defensive end anymore either he might he might have came back from injury too early or something or he might just be trying to get out there because i think I, I mean to me i don't know why he's trying to do that because making it like you like we were talking about a couple of minutes ago making it to the temp speed and playing to try to get in the champ, that's not going to help golden state at all they don't need that golden state they really be better off not making the playoffs getting some uh, quality bench player you know a higher draft pick and a quality bench player and making sure that Klay Thompson come back healthy.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, before the injuries, I would argue that Klay Thompson was the best defender on Golden State. Before That's the injuries, I don't know how he's was going to come back yeah. down, but I would say he was a better defender than, than Draymond. He was. Yeah. Which is why he was guarding all of the the, the top wing players from every team. You know, he, he got
0: the toughest assignments every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We, well, we've seen Draymond try to guard. You know what it is? I think a lot of times with defense, too, is that you got to figure, like, if you take a guy that usually scores 16 and both on the floor team, that sounds good. But it's certain guys, like, I've never seen Draymond do anything to, to make that Kawhi Leonard even looked at, like, he was even staring at them. So, the guys that are, like, the forwards, like, I don't think, what does Draymond Green do when he plays against LeBron or KD or these, these other guys, whereas... You have those other guys like Clay Thompson. I seen Clay Thompson put Paul George in misery out there. So <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: He Draymond is not on those guys. What yeah. I will say is Draymond is a, and he still is pretty good at it. He's a he's a great um, like help defender. Yeah. Like if one of his guys gets beat off the dribble, then Draymond is great at at covering up that paint. You know, he'll he'll come over. And, and he's an energy guy. He puts a lot of effort into it, especially in an era where guys aren't playing much defense. So I, I do think he's a good defender. I just think he uh, he went a little overboard by saying the greatest defender of all time. But like Theo said, it's Draymond, so I'm, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the, were we surprised that Kyle Lowry didn't get traded? I, I think Kyle Lowry didn't get traded because I, I don't think he wanted to. I think he floated that rumor out about one of these max extensions because he didn't want to get traded. I think he wants to be able to choose where he goes. You, we're saying, are you guys surprised he didn't get traded? I think they said
1: uh, they said he still may be quote unquote traded, but it would be a sign in trade over the summer. Um, yeah one of the the interesting rumors that was out there and of course i don't know how how close it came to a deal being done but supposedly the lakers they sounded pretty good to me in terms of getting uh kcp and um and dennis schroeder Granted, Schroeder's is a free agent at the end of the year but so is lowry but i i may have uh Taking that deal from Toronto and it was a legitimate deal, but supposedly they were pushing for, for Horton uh, Tucker to be in the deal as well. Which I I mean, it sounds good, but I think a, a haul for Lowry of of Schroeder, where you bring them in and get to evaluate them to see if you want to extend them in KCP is is a is a good haul for Lowry considering he's he has the potential to be gone for nothing, you know? Yeah. So that's one that kind of surprised me. If he was going to go anywhere, I think that Lakers deal should have been made, assuming it was a real a real deal that was out there. The yeah.
3: um, media want Larry to be traded. <laughs> How about that? The <laughs> 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 media want Larry to be traded. But like Liam said, um, for Larry, I just, I just want his career. Toronto to, blew that deal. So
2: Oh I think
3: mean, it's too much for uh, Kyle
0: Lowry. Is a better defender than Kyle
3: Lowry right
0: now? In his career at this stage, they about yeah, they are about the same. But I mean, and I don't see what Kyle Lowry brings either because you know usually you say you got championship experience and leadership, but you got LeBron and I mean you don't you need more championship experience than LeBron.
2: Right, right, Yeah,
0: we talked the deal. So I think
3: not talk about it. I didn't really do trade Even before the trade-in, like we said, trade somewhere.
0: So he just like, I got a question. What happened to Mark Gasol? Isn't he on the Lakers? We sit here talking about picking up big men. That's a good <laughs> point. <part. laughs> Isn't action? AJ, unproductive. We're going to take and get a, a mission sign out. <laughs> Somebody, can yeah. you see Mark the soul please bring him back to the Lakers?
3: <laughs> She's injured.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I kind of forgot all about him, you know, all this drumming talk and everything else. They brought in Mark the Soul as the starter, you know, yeah. off-season, because he was supposedly thinking about retirement and going back overseas. Yeah. Now they ended up with him, and now, He's on the back of a milk carton. You
0: know,
3: you don't hear from
0: him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you find this center, please call his number. Oh man, this, this is crazy. Okay. I just got one last thing. I want to go back to, you know, touch on the Elgin Baylor thing. What were you with him without? man, um, with we got one final question. Theo has a great question. So I was looking at you know you know we know Elgin Bella passed, but one of the things that's like phenomenal about about looking at Elgin Bella is that how many players at his height have 13 and a half rebounds took about 28 28 points score, and i believe it was 65 66 that averaged 13 and a half rebounds
1: the crazy thing about it too is in an era where big men were for big men yeah exactly. on the perimeter shooting threes and everything out so here it is you got a guy six five six six grabbing rebounds over big men that are that are in the paint so yeah
3: impressive lj baylor is an all-time great this guy has scored what i learned he scored 61 points and 22 rebounds in NBA, the nba finals yep Guy scored, this guy averaged 30 and 19, only playing <laughs> on weekends. Yeah. Look at that marinate, and like we said, in an era where it's all about the big man, even to the small four was a big man back in his days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he's all-time great. I, I also learned, I think, good with the readers, I, I learned, said that um, he was created of the, not the hero step. I got one move with it, but it came with Elgin Bay, Like, he created this yeah. big move. Yep. I, don't I don't know if it's the sidestep or the drop step or one of those jump shot kind of moves. I, like I should have held it down if I didn't write it down. But he also, he also created move too as well in this time. So the guy ahead of this time, all town, time great. I mean, rest in peace, man. And, uh, you know, as far as like playing on the court, he was
0: great, man. Man,
1: yeah, rest in peace.
0: So I got one last question for you guys. And Theo brought this up. So we're at the end of the game now. Got a choice between him, his name, Damon Lewis, Steph Curry. Who you going with at the end of that game? Game on the line, who takes the shot? Game on the line, who takes the shot?
1: Now, I think, personally, I think Steph is the, the greatest uh, all time in terms of three-point shooter, but right now, I'm probably, I'm I'm going with Dame time. You know, <laughs> I, the guy, the guy is just, not to say Steph doesn't, because I've seen Steph hit some huge shots too, but Dane has that, that clutch gene. And I, I got to go with Dane time.
3: Yeah, uh, uh the best shooter ever. Dane could arguably, arguably say 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 that he could be, you know, eventually. Um, I'll go with Dane. Dane just did it more. Yeah. 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 With a plug, I, said, I want to say a team, well, a much less talented team.
1: Team uh, yeah. well, I, I want to go back and, and just make one more comment. Uh, I would say Steph, right, considering Golden State was smacking everybody when they were healthy, the guy really wasn't in as many you know, situations to hit these plus shots, <laughs> right. right? So I mean, you may add a little asterisk there because of that. But outside of that um i would definitely go with dame but steph was was in a lot of blowouts Um, even when they weren't as good right when golden state wasn't a a great team they were getting blown out and then once they they got their little big three and then eventually added kd they weren't in as many close games so that that may factor into it as well Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah, i think you guys both made great points And, and i think i'm gonna go with dame too i think as crazy as it sounds, I think Dame with the ball in his hands is a little more scary than Steph at the end of that game. Just because, let's say it wasn't a three-point shot, if it was two, you would definitely want Dame because, although Steph can get to get to it, I think the combination of Dame being able to get to the front of that rim quick, knocking on those shots, you, it, it seems like he got a lot more options out there, and he might be a little better at creating his own shot than Steph is. Exactly so I gotta go with game two Mm -hmm. hey guys it's been great talking to you guys again another great show another great week yeah man any final words ring
1: yeah just that it's been it's been a pleasure talking with you guys like I always say um, especially during these times we're fortunate um, to be able to do it so yeah that's pretty much it yeah, that's fun. You know, I wish
3: you guys last week. minutes going on, it kind of flew by, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It
2: did. <laughs> yeah.
3: But listen, man, I appreciate I appreciate you guys every week, man. I enjoy myself every week, fucking, fucking sports. But um, I want to I want to add on that um, rest in peace to um, this guy named Oscar Freya. He paid for Grand Canyon University. You know, he got Oh, yeah. You know, so rest a peace to him and his family and uh, you know, Great came university, man. There's always something going on. There's always a tragedy every week, man. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm you know,
0: fortunate,
3: man. Yeah. So rest in peace to
0: family, university as well, man. Hey yeah. again, I just wanna thank you guys, man. A great time. Great talking. Like you said, it's time seemed to fly. We had we talked about a lot of good stuff today. And it yeah. went through quick. You would never think that it was this much time, but it was great talking to you guys, man. Right. Yeah, man. It was another great show, man. You guys have a great night. Appreciate
2: you. Right. Enjoy. Yeah.